Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My brother, Jay, his over there in the six. How you doing, my dog? Good, good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back, Jay. Uh, feeling good. Ready to get into these news, break down these games, man. How, how you been doing, though? I'm doing cool, Jay. I'm doing cool. I'm in the middle, I'm in the middle of a move right now. So, you know, life kind of hectic, but uh, NBA season's here, man. So I can't complain. I can't complain. <laughs> Bigger crib, bigger crib, bigger up, upgrade, huh? <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to be like you, Jay. I'm trying to be like you, brother. <laughs> nah, I'm trying to be like you, though. <laughs> <laughs> but what's right. good? How you been, my brother? Good, good. Um, just enjoying the last days of this this weather, honestly, and then um, looking forward to the upcoming trip um, go, to go see my Warriors play against the uh, Detroit Pistons. So Oko and my Oko and I are looking forward to that for sure. Shout out Oko, shout out Oko for show, Jay. Yeah. But let us know what's up. What, what we got for today, my brother? Yeah, so this is gonna be a shorter episode for for everyone out there. Quick, quick hitter. But uh, first, we're gonna start off with our injury news and, and updates, and this will be um, pretty quick here. And, and first of all, just breaking down like news that was happening in the league, and I kind of want to get your take on the East and West conversation because. A lot of people, including us, our people have been saying that the West isn't as good or isn't as deep as the East. But I will say this, the West was five and three against the East in week one. Um, and then the teams of the week, we have make it last forever. Obviously, no one expected this. The Utah Jazz um, were everybody loves a week one surprise, don't we all? And the Jazz pulled off three of those wins, right? Um, and in fact, they beat in this stretch Denver, the Denver Nuggets, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the New Orleans Hornets. Um, so in those three teams that they beat are otherwise six and oh, so that's a pretty big feat in itself. And then the another team, another team that I had highlighted here is the Philadelphia 76ers who went oh and three, a team who was oh and two the last time that we had our um, we had our episode, Jay. And the Sixers are one of two teams. The Thunder are the other one that rank in the bottom 10 on both ends of the floor. So obviously a terrible start, not the start that any of either one of us expected or anyone for that matter uh, for the Sixers, Jay. Um, and then, you know, let's I want to also get your take on the last thing here, which is the power rankings that NBA.com released today. And I'm going to go five through one here. Number five being the Utah Jazz at three and oh. Um, obviously, I just said what they did. The Phoenix Suns at two and one at number four. The Golden State Warriors at two and one, um, ranked here at number three. The Milwaukee Bucks at number two, two and oh in the past week. And then Boston Celtics, three and oh after week one, Jay. Um, any thoughts? Any thoughts, first of all, on. Let's just say, yeah, the power rankings. What you got on that, man? I mean, I think they just, uh, I mean, numbers are, you know, aren't black and white, but I think they've just put the Jazz there because the, the Jazz are, you know, three and zero. But definitely, if we're when we're talking about power rankings, they're definitely not. Uh, they don't got a shot for the title here, right? So that we, uh, we 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 know we know that. But I mean, but besides that, I mean, we, we got the Boston Celtics sitting at sitting at one. 
Uh, you know, I, 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 I like that. We've seen that. We've seen them get to the finals last year. I do think it's a, li- a little bit of um, of disrespect on the Warriors to throw them at. I believe you said they were at that fourth spot since they, you know, they, they, they are the reigning champions. So they, in my mm-hmm. opinion, should be either one or two. Um, but, you know, I, I understand that, the you know, they took a little bit of standings into the count because the Bucks are, you know, two and no, they haven't lost yet versus the Warriors are, you know, are two and one. So I can I can understand that. So yeah, no 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 real qualms with um, with that power ranking. The only thing I'd personally want to see is um, maybe maybe you know bump to get the Utah Jazz out of there and let's bump 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 up the Warriors a little bit, maybe to that second slot. Uh, maybe not past the Celtics yet because the Celtics are three zero, but uh, but definitely get either that one or two slot for as far as power rankings. I mean, they're the reigning champions. Thanks. Yeah, no, I I have no real issues. I mean, this is just based off. If but if this is based off wins, I will say I want to see the Blazers higher because they are three and zero, and also during that stretch they did beat the Phoenix Suns, who are what third on this list, so third or fourth. And yeah, I don't I don't really get that. Um, if you're gonna do it based off wins and losses, and you have the Utah Jazz above them, so <laughs> doesn't make sense. They they do. I will say the Jazz would have more quality wins, so I could see from that standpoint why they would have that. But Jay, next next thing we got here, and I got in this day in NBA history, which the day we're recording, October 24th to 2022. Well, on October 24th, 2021, which is last year, Carmelo Anthony hit a third three-pointer in the third quarter to move him past Moses Malone at 20,409 points for the ninth spot all times on the scoring list. He finished with 28 points in the Lakers, 121-118 win against the Memphis Grizzlies. That's, that's a shout out, shout, Mello, out, shout out Mello, man. Shout out Mello, shout man. Mello. Shout out Mello. Yeah, that's just that, that you know, he's just he's just one of those guys that just dress knows how to put the ball in the basket. Um, nice. you know, want I want to see him want to see him in the league for as long as possible. Uh, but yeah, I definitely know that um that you know father's time is catching up to him unfortunately him and him and you know that whole draft class lebron's the only one of somehow aging backwards but um but everyone else in that whole draft class you know just kind of his father time is catching up to them but shout out Melo, definitely one of the greatest scores in this uh, in this game's ever seen yeah stay mellow stay mellow and next thing we got here is the players of the week for both the eastern and western conference i'll start us off with our Western Conference and Jay, I think you know where I'm going with this. I don't know what time it is. Oh, that's right. It's Dame time. Damian uh, Lillard, Portland Trailblazers. I mean, I think I I thought that was pretty like standard. I mean, had a huge leap, led them to three and zero. Um, was uh, just just looking like his old self, right? You know, last week, last year, people were saying he's injured. Um, because of his injury, he was washed. You know, he hadn't been the same player. And I wanted to see him get back to that. And obviously, I invested a lot of capital in fantasy. So that, that makes these performances make me uh, a little happy. But, you know, he was putting in work, Jay, in this in this stretchy against the Sacramento Kings. He had 20 points, four boards, eight assists. Against the Phoenix Suns, he had 41, 241 balls, um, seven rebounds, 100% from the free throw line, 12 for 12, 48%, 60, 60%, 41%. I know that this hurts, Jay, but absolutely 
came up with shot after shot, big shot after big shot against your Los Angeles Lakers, torched them in that fourth quarter um, on 46% from three, 60% from the field. Um, just, a, just a big win and, and was leading his, leading his troops, man. So that's why I got Dame Time uh, Western Conference Player of the Week. But who you got, Jeff? Dame Time. I, li- I, I like I like Dame Time. I'm a little salty right now, Jay. I got a little bit of salt yeah. in the wound. <laughs> I, 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 I got a little salt in the wound right now, Jay. So I can't go Dame Time, but um, but he has been balling out. Good to see him balling out. You know, being a Bay Area native myself, you know, definitely happy to see him you know, doing this thing. Town shout business. out, real, shout out, town business exactly. Shout out, real Oakland. But uh, I'm going I'm going um in another direction for the West Coast for the Western Conference Player of the Week. I'm going with that young. Grizzly John Morant, man, you know, he almost had the first 50 burger of the league. He had 49 points, uh, you know, so far he's averaging 34 points per game and seven, seven assists. Uh, he's just really been getting it done. Not three, you know, like Dame, they're, they're two and one, but you know, uh, I think John Morant's been a big, a big part of what the Grizzlies has been doing. And uh, I just think he's just continued to take bounds higher and higher and higher. And I mean, it's crazy to see, cause he was really good last year already. So to see him go even uh, higher is going to be a whole new love for job, ja, but that's, that, that's what I'm going for the early, early play, Western conference player of the week. Yeah, no, nah, I, I ja had a huge, a huge week, but Jay, what do you think about, uh, or what did you think about the Dallas loss to Dallas? You put in any stock in that, or is it just kind of a afterthought? Cause I, I just, I just personally thought, it was a bad look for, for Memphis, even with J- J- uh, Jaron Jackson out to come in there and get blitzed like that. But I don't know if you put stock into that, but what do you think? Was See, your, I mean, I, I like, I, I, yeah, I mean, that definitely hurts John Morant, John Morant's case in this opinion. But mm-hmm. man, that game, I think that was just one of those games you're just supposed to get blown out. I was watching that game. The, the, I believe in the first quarter, it was a point where it was like, 27 to like eight. So the, the Mavs just were getting stop after stop after stop. And it just seems like it was one of those games where there was a lid in the basket for the Grizzlies, man. Yeah. So I'm not going to put too much stock into that game, but yeah, the Grizzlies did get embarrassed that game. They got embarrassed. Yeah. No, it, it, you, those games, those, those slappings are going to happen. Um, there's nothing really you can do about it. The, the key is like how you, how you bounce back. I mean, Bain hasn't been playing well either. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they're able to make some adjustments and come back. But we we know what this Grizzlies team's built on, right? Their toughness and all that. So uh, I, I'm not really too worried about it from from their end. Um, but Jay, let's let's get it. Let's hear who you got in the East. East what Eastern Jay? Conference Player of the Week. You know who I'm going with, Jay. Demar Derozan, man, come oh, on, he has been frozen to Rosen. Frozen to Rosen, man. That's a, that's how he's been treating these defenders these last couple of games. Listen, listen, Jay, thirty-two points, thirty-seven, twenty-four points, twenty-two points, and twenty-one. He has just been on fire, man. And um, I, I actually, uh, you know, if we, if we have some time, we we'll get to hopefully maybe try to talk about that Wizards and Bulls game. And Demar, you know, although they didn't win that game, Demar just was the closer that he is truly meant to be uh just knows how to put the ball in the basket reminds me of like Luca because like you know he has crazy good footwork but just with speed and athleticism as well so man frozen to Rosen is definitely where I'm going for Eastern Conference uh player of the week who you got Jay frozen to Rosen I like that well before the season started Jay I talked a lot about this particular individual having to step up having to be the guy that 
basically crumbled in the NBA Finals. And you know who I'm talking about. And that man is none other than Jason Tatum, who has put the league on notice in these first three games of the season, um, 40, 40 points in, in his last game against the Orlando Magic, 29 against the uh, Miami Heat. Um, 35 against the 76ers, but it's not even points. It's, it's not even in, in that, that we know it's not even stats all the time. It's a confidence and level of, of passion um, that he's playing with right now that I'm loving. Right. Um, the efficiency is also there. I feel like all that I had talked about with Malcolm Brogdon and we had both discussed about his playmaking, especially on the last episode, how that would take pressure, not only, off Jalen Brown, but a lot of Jason Tatum and he can be his best self and he can thrive, live his best life, dude. And that's, that's what he's been doing, man. And uh, these first three games, if this is any indication of what he's going to do for the rest of the season, it's obviously it's three games into an 82 game, any uh, 82 game regular season. But this is any indication of what he's going to be. The Celtics are looking like a, the favorites out of the East um, and he's looking like the MVP. So that's my East player of the, of the yeah, week. Jay, I, honestly, I forgot about Jason Tatum. Yeah. yeah I mean, these he's had big games and he's won every game. Yeah. He's definitely player mm-hmm. of the week. So I got, I, I got to scoot my guy, DeMar Rosen for, for next week. <laughs> DeMar's got to scoot over. Cause yeah, it's definitely Jason Tatum's week. He's been killing this week. I'll, I'll give you that one for sure. He's, he's been balling like a, like a mug, man. But Jay, let's uh, let's shift now to winners and losers of the week. So this can be players, coaches, organizations, and I. Let me go first. Again, too much. Let me go first. But uh, I'm gonna. I'm. You want to go? I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. You Jay. go first. I right, go. You, I'll go. I'll just. I'll just say it right now, and I'm not gonna dive too deep in it. And that's the Los Angeles Lakers front office. Um, as long as Russell Westbrook is on this team, they're not gonna be a good basketball team. And a lot of that to do was you saw that at the end of the, the, the game last night. They would have won that game, in my opinion, if Russell Westbrook wasn't on the floor. Um, Dar- Darvin, Dar- Darvin Hand came in like he was talking that big. I'm going to play the best players. I'm going to play the players that are going to help us win. And he puts Russell Westbrook into a lineup that had been doing, had got them back into the game and had them up eight. So I just don't know. But as long as this front office, the Lakers front office, um, continues to have them there, they're my biggest losers of the week. That's the losers of the week I have in the Western Conference because that's just uh, that's just embarrassing. What the the their kind of their commitment to stupidity right now. That's really what it is. It's commitment to stupidity and insanity. You know. This this lineup, Russell Westbrook doesn't fit with with uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Let's call it what it is, Jay. But that's my loser of the week. Yeah, I'm gonna sound like a sound. I'm gonna sound like a, that's why I wanted to go first, Jay. Because I'm gonna sound like a sounding board. Because there, it's not the it's not LeBron. So I need I need all the LeBron slander to freaking stop. It's not LeBron. It's the Lakers organization. They are getting literally punked out by Russell Westbrook right now. And it's insane. It's crazy. I've never seen a player who's really not even like, you know, he's a great, he, he was a great player, but like, he's not doing it anymore. He doesn't got that kind of juice anymore. Why is an organization, one of the greatest and most successful organizations in NBA history, 
getting punked out by Russell Westbrook right now. And and so the thing is about, about this, Jay, is like at first, like when the whole Russell Westbrook, like he refuses to come off the bench and all that started to come out, I didn't believe it because I was like, no way. Come on, man. We're talking about the, one of the greatest franchises ever. You think they're all going to go for one guy just being a little hard-headed? No way, man. But as time goes on, no, this is for a fact what's going on. Russell Westbrook, if he comes off the bench, he's going to cry. And he, he's going to cry. He's going to mope. And he's going to throw a scene. And unfortunately, the Lakers know that that's ultimately not going to be what's what's best for them. So they're literally getting put in a corner by a player who doesn't even got that kind of juice anymore. I'm pretty sure he's ranked like 72 in like 2K. So they're getting put in a corner by a, by a below average player. Um, just, just ex- extremely, yeah. extremely sad. But right? it doesn't. What, what, what? Not, not to cut you off, but it doesn't. I don't think the fact that him demanding much. If they, if they want to actually win basketball games, he, they, he'd be out the door. That's just what it is. That's why I have them losers a week. It's not about him playing. He, they will be gone. Games with him right? on the bench. They can win games with him on the bench. He, I agree. The n- ideal way is to get him out, but. I don't know many teams that are going to take him besides the teams that are. I don't, I don't think they have the, sh- the shooting and playmate. I don't think they have the shooters consistently to be a winning basketball team. Yes, they can win games against, you know, bottom tier teams. But I think okay. with their current okay. roster no construction, way. I don't think the Blazers aren't in a, a, a tight like a, a top six team. Jeremy Grant just hit that. Jeremy Grant just hit that game winner and Russ took the worst shot. The Lakers. Ultimately, I would say I felt like had a better game that game. It should have won that game. Jeremy Grant just took it to LeBron and AD. I mean, I got to give him credit. He literally scored on LeBron and AD. Jay, they can't shoot. They can't shoot. I I, I understand. They can't shoot. You can't win basketball games if you can't put the ball in the hole. Yeah, That's just but, a fact. But, but but nobody, not a lot of teams can be as as big as them. You're right. They're not a team that they're not built to shoot threes. They're a team built to be inside. Like in the, in the Blazers game, they had 66 points. That's what they need to do. 60 points in the paint. That's what they need to do. And you just stop trying to be teams that are shooting threes. Like that's just not who 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 they are. They're a team that sh- that scores inside and gets inside and scores points in the paint. So that's what they need to stop doing is trying to be this three point shooting team. And I think that right there will be a huge step forward in the direction towards winning. Uh, I think it can happen with Westbrook, but he has to come on the bench. Is it ideal? I would like him out. But, I mean, yeah, I'm right there with you, Jay. Losers of the week, the Lakers front organ or, or front office, uh, Rob Palenka, somebody, do something, man. Do something. Yeah. Uh, and then let's talk about the winners of the week, and that's the Utah Jazz. Not only because they went 3-0 and for me, but – it's the fact that the teams that they beat in along that run as well, they beat teams who I believe to be, you know, contenders or at least, you know, top uh, like one through seven, one through six teams in the East or sorry, in the West. And one of them being the Denver Nuggets, who I have as legitimate title contenders and to be, you know, in that conversation. So they beat the Denver Nuggets, Minnesota Timberwolves and the New Orleans Hornets, who, like I said earlier, are six and oh. Sorry. Yeah. The North New Orleans. Sorry. Port- Sorry. I'm, I'm stuck in the past, man. No, no. The New Orleans <laughs> Pelicans. I said the Hornets. But yeah, no, excuse me. The, the Pelicans, um, formerly known as the Hornets. But yeah, beating them. Uh, the the Nuggets in, in Minnesota and especially Minnesota for Utah has to feel good for guys like Jared Vanderbilt, guys who were who were rattled off in that trade to co- come away with the win against the 
uh, Minnesota and, and Rudy, the likes of Rudy Gilbert is huge. So I'll put them as, you know, the biggest winners of, of the week for me. I, man, Jay, I, I, I wanted, I wanted to go with it with the Utah jazz, Jay, but only reason why I went other way is because historically, I mean, LeBron made some, made some history. He tied Carl Malone for most 20 point games in NBA history. Uh, and he's you know, at the age of 37, he's doing this and he's going to most likely pass him up next game. So Winner of the week, I give that to LeBron for making making some history, man. But I did want to go to Jazz because that was big. Can't believe I beat the Nuggets. Yeah. Um, yeah, shout out, shout out to the Jazz. Um, but let's go to the games of the week, Jay. Um, I know you got, got a few games that you want to talk about and we were talking about earlier, so I'll let you start this one off. All right, Jay, real quick, I'm going to run off this Wizards versus Bulls game. I saw a great game. Uh, the Wizards beat the Bulls 102-100, came down to the last second. It was one of those, you know, real nail-biting games where you got the edge of your seat the whole time. It was six lead changes, six times that the, that the score was tied. Uh, and the first thing I noticed right, when I was watching this game, Jay, was the aggression of, of, of Vucevic, man. He's just being a lot more aggressive uh, in the post, uh, on defense, everywhere. I mean, this game, he ended up with uh, 24 points, eight rebounds, and went to the free throw line 12 times. He was 12 and 12 to the free throw line. I feel like that's something we wouldn't have seen of him last year. That's that aggression. And I think, Jay, it's like, you know, when you got like, you know, when you got your big homie with you, you know what I'm saying? You just feel like you could do whatever, you know? And I think that's what it is with him and Andre Drummond because he got Andre Drummond with him now. So I feel like he, he you know, he he's throwing a little bit more elbows, being a little more aggressive. So, you know, happy to see Vooch getting, getting down there because that's what the Bulls needed. Um, just wanted to give a quick shout out for anybody that's following us with fantasy, like, Ayo Dosuma and Kobe White, man, great. Two great fantasy pickups. If you have the chance and if you're listening, pick those two players up. Uh, they will not let you down, especially right now with Alonzo Ball being out. They'll get some extended minutes, and uh, they'll definitely get it done. Um, but back to the game really quick. I mean, the Wizards, you know, they got off to a hot start third quarter. Um, they scored 13 of their 17 fast break points in that third quarter. Uh, the Bulls went down um, 61-73 with about four minutes to go in that third quarter. But and then, um, you know what it is, Jay. DeMar was frozen, people. Frozen DeMar, man, was just bringing the the Bulls back into this game, willing them back into this game. Uh, Kobe White got, got a, lot of, um, a lot of big stops on the perimeter. Um, and then DeMar went on the other end, just converted. Uh, at the fourth quarter, Jay, you, you know, you know what time it is time for stars. So DeMar stepped up with 12 fourth quarter, fourth quarter points. Bradley Beal also stepped up with 11 fourth quarter points. Um, and unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, but Bradley Beal, you know, he did his thing and he ended up getting a basket. That was, you know, the game go ahead basket. DeMar, um, DeMar hit almost hit the game winner. The game winner literally went in and out for DeMar. Um, and I mean, in my opinion, I think the Bulls played better. They had a better, uh, better three point percentage, better sh- free throw percentage, and all of that. Uh, just except, you know, Bradley Beal, shot maker, got it done at the end, and, and Demar couldn't do it. But a great game, um, definitely. Shout out Bulls and, and Wizards. It was a good game to watch. Yeah, I'm look excited to see the the Bulls fully healthy because they definitely got a, a solid core of guys, and I think they're a little deeper than they were last year. So. Um, definitely, definitely an interesting um, game to hear about here. But yeah, Jay, I'm a, I'm a let's let's keep it pushing. And I know we both got the biggest game of the week, or not the biggest game, but just an interesting game. And that was the Los Angeles Lakers and the Portland Portland Trailblazers. Man, 
Um, I'm gonna let you you start this one off. I'm gonna let you air out or not air out. Just uh, just talk about the game and uh, your thoughts, dog. Man, Jay. I mean, first thing, first thought I had right when the ball, but before it even got tipped off, I was like, well, why in the world do the Lakers still run this stupid lineup of Lonnie Walker, Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, LeBron, and and uh, Anthony Davis? It's just not gonna work again. I think LeBron's gotta be playing that more of the of the one or two rather than a four. Um, so in my opinion, this is what the Lakers lineup should be: should be Lonnie Walker, Patrick Beverly, LeBron, Damian Jones, and AD. That's what the Lakers starting lineup should actually be. Um, but I mean, as far as, you know, the game, uh, you know, Lakers got off to a real uh, early, took, got off to an early 10 point lead because of the defense, you know, their defense started impeccable in that, in that, uh, in that first quarter. And it was, it was, it was, it was exactly what it's supposed to be. The potential it has to be on a nightly basis. I mean, AD was down there in the middle. Russ was being quick uh, in the perimeter. Patrick Beverly was just putting that pressure in the perimeter as well. Anthony Davis had three blocks in that, in that first quarter. Uh, the, I didn't. I didn't feel like the Lakers were forcing too many threes, uh, and and I think that's that's where you know, like I mentioned earlier, that's where they'll start to see some successes when they stop trying to be a team that shoots threes. Because like how you've said, they, they don't have the shooters to do that. So they went inside, man. I mean, they had 66 points in the paint that game. T- touched on a little bit earlier, um, and and I mean, as far as the Blazers, I, I do want to talk about Nurk. Nurk was killing Damian Jones for a bit. It was a day. Yeah, it was. He was. I remember was exactly so when that happened. Yeah, it was. They so got it. They had to get him out of there, Jay. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. They got it. Jay. That was bad. That hey, was no, bad. that Jay, that was, was bad. bad. You, you should. Uh, you at a certain point, you got to have some pride if you're Damian yeah. Jones. You, that was bad. But but this has been a story of his career. I think he doesn't make adjustments uh, in game or. It's like he he's extremely docile. I don't know what it is, but he, he that was an embarrassing stretch. That was that was really I'm they right subbed a, they <laughs> subbed AD in so quick. I know they subbed him in so yeah. fast, Jay. It was like yeah. three four possessions. He just got embarrassed. <laughs> uh, I'm happy you saw that too, Jake. That was weak. Yeah. Like that. But and then as far as um you know a little bit of the on the Blazers as well, I feel like you know the rise of of Anthony Simons has really allowed uh, Dame to be able to get some more rest. And I mean. Back in the day, we would know Dame would get rest. The Blazers were going scoring droughts. And, you know, now with mm-hmm. Anthony Simons, boom, I, you know, they, they, they kind of got that. You got a little bit of, of, a, of a Band-Aid to plug up any of, the, any of those, you know, those scoring droughts. And then, you know, just to touch a little bit at the end of, at the, end of that game, I mean, then the Lakers were up 102-101. And I think, like how you said earlier, Jay, Russell Westbrook literally caused them that game. He took such a bad pull-up with so much time on the clock. Um, he should have ran. He should have not only ran out the time, but got the ball in the better players' hands. I mean, I feel like you know, as basketball players, in, in that in those last kind of moments and game deciding moments, the ball needs to be in your best players' hands. So that's either LeBron or Anthony Davis, and it's nobody else. And Westbrook, not only did he take a bad shot, it was bad timing. Uh, and then at the other end, I have literally like like no complaints against Jeremy Grant. Like he took it to LeBron and AD and scored and literally won the Blazers the game. Uh, so big props to the Blazers and uh, especially Dame, big 41 points. Um, but the Lakers need to, they, they, they need to get it together, man. They need to get it together because if they get off to a slow start, uh, it's going to be hard to catch up, you know, uh, later down the season if they get off to a, you know, 0-5 or 0-7 like that start. So hoping to see a Lakers win eventually, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, did, I agree. You know, not much to add on that. But one thing I did like that I saw from the Lakers defensively, um, they flashed their their potential and their ability. You know, Troy Brown Jr. I thought was a, a good show showed p- 
pretty well. He was in that lineup that got him back in the game. Um, you know, Lonnie Walker has been playing, you know, he's been playing pretty solid for them. Uh, you know, Patrick Beverly, obviously he does what he, what he does, but they have, they have some talent. Those, some shots will fall, but they got a, a tough stretch here, Jay. Tough stretch of games coming up. You know, they got the Nuggets twice coming up. They got the Timberwolves. Um, they got the Timberwolves twice as well. So they got a tough, and then the Pelicans after that, and then the Jazz to end that the, that out. So the next few games they have are really, really tough. So there's a chance that they maybe come out of this, you know, a couple, a few games under 500. So they got to get win some games, and they got to win quick um, and figure this thing out on the fly. So I'm looking forward to them, you know, potentially you know, shifting the season, but, you know, they got the guys and the leaders in that locker room that you expect if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be those guys. Um, so, so we'll see what happens here with Braun AD and the rest of this uh, motley crew they got in, uh, in, in La La Land. All right, Jay. I like that. I like that. Well, I think it's a good place for us to, you know, wrap it up here, Jay. I mean, we, you know, we covered some players of the week, so, you know, some t- things going on around the news, cover some games, um, but before 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 I get you out of here, Jay, I just need to know one thing: what game are you looking forward to this upcoming week, my brother? Um, we got some good games coming up, or today, tomorrow, whenever you want. Like how you said, today is Monday, October twenty fourth. But what you got? Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking forward to actually two games, but one specifically um, on tomorrow tonight as we record this. Uh, we have the D- Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trail Blazers. I want to see if Dame continues this. And I also want to see Denver, who will most likely have most of their full squad if J- Jamal Murray plays. So looking forward to that matchup. And then, of course, I'm looking to a rematch, not a rematch, uh, the, the Phoenix Suns tomorrow night versus the Golden State Warriors um, at 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Pacific time. That should be a good matchup. We know that CP3 and, and Steph is always a great matchup, dude. And those two teams, whenever they come together, it's usually fireworks. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. Who yeah. you got, Jay? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Jay, for that uh, that Suns and Warriors matchup. I think, uh, you know, fireworks will definitely fly. Uh, but the other game that I'm looking forward to, Jay, is actually on Wednesday, Wednesday, the uh, 26th. And that's the Brooklyn Nets versus the Milwaukee Bucks, Jay. That's going to be a big game. Uh, yeah. just, we know we know the history of that. And, you know, Kevin, mm-hmm. I'm sure Kevin Durant's got a lot coming into that. So, uh, and I'm sure Giannis is trying to protect some of that title, man, or some of that, yep. that juice that he got. So, um, that would be a big game. But, um, but man, so, yeah, so for the family out there, let us know what games you guys are excited for. Uh, let us know how you guys feel about you know, all that we talked about would be some injuries, you know, the Lakers and their slow start, um, you know, Russell Westbrook, all everything, man. Let us know in the comment section down below. And um, as always, don't forget to get at us, guys, on, on social or on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. So you name it, we there, man. Just look up Cluster yeah. Pod and we there. So uh, just keep showing love, man. If you're on YouTube, smash that subscribe button. Cause we on the way, we on the road, uh, we on the road to 200 before 2023. So make sure y'all show some love, but Jay, do you got any uh, last words to say before we get out of here, my brother? Nah, re- repeat everything you just said and keep to keep it coming. Keep the support coming, man. We appreciate it. If that's it, then we out of here y'all. Clutch talk out. Peace.